Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Managed. I'm your host, Jessica Sheehy, and today we are doing another re-air of the Social Boss Sprint. And if you've missed the past few episodes, we are re-airing our free five-day challenge that was such an epic success for all of the social media managers who went through it a few weeks ago, and the content is so good. So you can go back and you can already binge episodes on day one and day two where we covered your magnetic social media management brand and packages. But today we're re-airing day three, portfolio building. Your portfolio will be the best tool that you have in your tool belt. It showcases your work, your experience, and helps potential clients know what they want to hire you. Whether you haven't worked with clients yet or haven't created a portfolio, we're going to do that today in the re-airing of day three of the Social Boss Sprint. Let's talk about formatting your portfolio. Depending on the work that you do, and you might remember yesterday we talked about a lot of different services. We talked about services that you can offer that are more focused on the management side of platforms, that are on strategy side. There's other roles we can do as social media managers that involve community management, engagement specialists. So there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different things that we do as a social media manager. And we're going to cover sort of like the layout of the best practices for portfolios that work. And I'll share a few key things that I found to really work when it comes to what do I put in my portfolio? What do I need to include? And what do clients who are going to hire me and pay me even care about when it comes to the portfolio? So um, depending on your work and style, you'll have to think about what is the best options for formatting your work examples. You definitely don't want to include just a bunch of random screenshots floating around. I believe on day one, we were talking during the Q&A portion. Someone had asked, well, what do I do with the visuals, like with the Instagram feeds that I'm creating, with the content I'm creating and designing in Canva? How do I show that? How can I use that? in place of testimonials, in place of analytics, different things like that. Now, do we want, uh, you know, different things in our portfolio that are social proof from testimonials from clients? Absolutely. Do we want to showcase analytics? Absolutely. But I know we're all at certain points in our business. So we're going to talk about different things that we can put in the portfolio to make it worthwhile. But, you know, beyond designing it in Canva, making sure it looks professional and making sure it's easy to digest from someone, we want to create it for your ideal client, not for us, not for other social media managers, not for other marketers, digital marketers. We want to create it for our ideal client. So I know we've kind of talked every single day about, do you need a niche? How do you pick a niche? How do you pick with the clients you want to work with? Well, what if I don't want to niche down? What if I don't want to pick specific clients? Can I get away with doing that? So 
when it comes to your ideal client or the clients that you will work with, it really comes down to how can you create the portfolio for for that client. Um, So when it comes to including different things in your portfolio, we want to showcase it for that client. So we'll talk about that in a little bit uh, further as we move forward. Um, So in today's workbook, there is a link to access our Canva template for a portfolio. Um, You can access that. It will unlock if you haven't been able to access it yet. It will either unlock as we're speaking right now, or I will triple check when we jump off that everyone has access to that template. But it's just outlining different pages that are necessary for a portfolio. We really want to start it off strong with showcasing you, your work, your or you, your expertise in what you do. So that's your signature service. That's everything we covered yesterday. So if you missed that, you can definitely go back and watch that replay. It's also focusing on the work that you've done. So showcasing visually the clients you've worked with, different case studies, and expressing that to your ideal client. So what's in it for them? Um, yesterday we did a um yesterday we did an open house call last night at six o'clock Eastern. Um, that replay should have been sent to everyone in an email. We'll make sure it gets sent at a later time. But we talked a lot about this yesterday. Like, how do I create and incorporate my portfolio if I've worked with clients who aren't in an industry that I want to work with before. So you might be thinking that, okay, I've worked with this industry and I don't want to work with this industry anymore. Maybe I knew the owner, I was friends with them, they're a family, they're, you know, part of our family's business. Maybe it's a business, but we just got experience. We figured out, okay, how do I how do I open a Facebook page? How do I create content? Maybe you tested running ads. Maybe you created content and grew the platform. Maybe you tested short form video content and got creative with that. Whatever it was, there was probably a few pieces that really helped get your experience and your skills down the road, but it doesn't fully embody the clients that you want to work with. So when it comes to attracting the clients we want to work with, we just want to let them know what's in it for them. We have the experience and we have the skills for that. So I shared on the call yesterday um, that when I was working in a corporate marketing role pre-2018 to starting this business, The company that I worked for had a huge client account that was something that was very random. It's something that I don't even use myself. I I don't do it. No one in our office has done it. But this was in the time where Facebook pages were just king. Engagement was crazy. There's so many different things that you could do to growth hack a page and really grow it and create an actual community on Facebook before they really got into the like pay to play game and different things changed within the company, but it was a lot of portfolio work that I wanted to share when I went out on my own to start my own freelancing career, but I didn't know how to take it. I wanted to work, like I've mentioned the past few days, our target audience at Social Savvy is female service-based entrepreneurs who are impact-driven. They usually have a mission or something that they are working towards for like a good cause. They have really strong brand ethos. So it's really important to them, those causes. Now I'll tell you all, the brand that I have experience with in my corporate role and that I had the most time spent on was in the motorcycle industry. And I don't know 
if any of you are fans and it's nothing wrong with that, but I personally have never even ridden a motorcycle in my life. And I worked on this account for three years with my team and we grew it um, insane numbers that we have. I still like to include it in my portfolio because we really, really, really cultivated a strong community through content. Um, so it was a really great learning experience. It's where most of my corporate experience lies. So I wanted to include that in my portfolio, but I didn't want to let people know that that's what the brand, not that I was ashamed, not that I signed an NDA or anything like that. It just wasn't the type of businesses that I wanted to work with moving forward. So when it comes to including different things in our portfolio, we want to outline the different pieces. We want to pull apart the different pieces of the projects and showcasing like what we can do and who we are. So like our mission, our brand values, our skills, again, all things from day one. If you guys haven't watched day one um, or haven't done that exercise in the workbook yet, and also showcasing the work. So showcasing in case studies, showcasing the numbers, what did really well, what was some amazing growth that you have. And we don't really need to put the brand in the business and the even the account handle in the forefront. We just need to put the industry, who they are, what results did they get. And I want to put like a an asterisk around that because I know, especially as organic social media managers, we we can't guarantee results. We can't talk to a client and say, I can guarantee that I will grow your account from 500 followers to 10,000 followers in three months. Now, could you have a strategy, content strategy that goes viral and you hit that? You could. <laughs> it would be amazing to have that. But it's really up in the air and up to the algorithm and the audience that you're creating the content for. So even though we all have the skills, we could all do it. Of course, if we have all the resources and the budget and everything behind that, but we want to make sure that we're showcasing the actual wins that happen. So when I am including case studies in like my portfolio, I'm not looking at the account or the brand or the business as a whole. I'm looking really narrow at one thing. So the most recent case study that I popped into our portfolio template for social savvy. And again, these are all the pages on that Canva template that you guys will have access to. But I popped in, we did a test with a client that we took the number of pieces of content we were sharing per week and we made them all reels. We did that for three months leading up to a launch of a program that she was launching. And then after that, she was announcing that she was launching a book or writing a book and then promoting the book. So it was a really, really long launch period. We used reels. We did only reels and we tested a lot of things. A lot of reels flopped. We learned a lot of different things, but ultimately we grew her account. Um, I can't remember exactly the number. It's in the couple hundreds. It was a really, really great growth on her account that was really, really dead. There hadn't been a lot of engagement. Um, it used to be a personal account that she turned into her business account. Um, and there just wasn't a lot of growth. So we needed something to really supercharge that. Now, did we do a lot of other things? Absolutely. Like we did other strategies in terms of community management, community outreach, different things like that. And I'm not withholding that for a reason in the case study is that not that I want to share all of those things, but when we look at the data and we look at the one thing that drove the engagement high, it drove the followers and it drove the um, 
like the people who were a part of her launch was from the reels because we would put specific call to actions in every reel. She would say it at the very end. We would say it in the caption and we would always ask for people to DM a keyword and we would only share that in the reel. So that's how we could really attribute the more leads that she got for like interest in her program to the real strategy that we were doing. So that's why I say that I'm not, you know, withholding certain information for a reason. I'm just focusing on the one thing that we did really well. Now, would I want to do a real strategy like that for another client? I don't know. It depends. It depends on the person, obviously, as social media managers and the way that I like to run my business and the way that we do our package and kind of how I shared yesterday. We don't actually film the videos. We need that content from the client, which again, becomes a whole process. We're talking about that um, in a later day in the challenge as well. But just something to consider when you're thinking about those case studies, they don't have to be whole. They just need to be simple. And every single part of the portfolio needs to be simple. Because the simpler it is, the more someone is going to understand what information you're trying to give to them. They're not going to be overwhelmed. And then again, at the very end, they'll see that call to action. And again, your call to action does not have to be the one that's on here that says, let's work together, book a call here. Your call to action could lead them into an inquiry form on your website. It could lead to, it could lead to booking a call. If you use a tool like Calendly or Acuity to connect to your calendar, they can book a call directly through that. It could lead to maybe you have a blog where you go deeper into case studies. You can do that too. Um, it just depends on what that natural next step is for someone to book with you. And that just comes down to what do you have? What do you have set up in that aspect? Um, so like I mentioned, that portfolio will be LinkedIn. It's a Canva template. So you can make a copy, add it to your Canva, put your branding, add everything you need to and kind of alter it and change it to fit your needs as a social media manager. So I really think that there's just a few things that a portfolio needs to make sure that it touches on every single thing that we want it to touch on. Okay, we want to talk about you, but we want to keep it quick. I want one slide that's about you, and I want you to get creative with that. We don't need to write, sit there and think about, well, what is like a professional um, about for my, about me section for myself? What can we do? Like, what do I do? No, I want you to think about those questions that we answered on day one of the training, thinking about what are those specifics about what you do, why you do it, because that is why... Like people buy from people. So, and people want to hire people. So when they know what's behind you. So my, one of my favorite or a few of my favorite things that I put on our about page is it's myself. We have three team members that also make up team social savvy. So I like to highlight them. Two of them are client facing. The other two are not, meaning they work on other projects within the company. But I still want people to know that that's the team. And I'm so proud that I've been able to build that team. So I share that. I also share our company mission, our vision, and our values. Because like I've mentioned a few times, the clients that we work with are impact driven. They want to know that we have a mission. It might not be the same as theirs. We might not be going out and saving the world or curing anything or doing anything like that. But wow, we are helping entrepreneurs 
save time when it comes to social media, because that's what we know how to do. So that's my mission. That's what I put in there. Our vision, I put that we impact more entrepreneurs. We work with more people. We learn new things. We grow as humans ourselves. And then our values. A few of the values that I have is transparency. I love being transparent. I love open, honest communication. And again, these are all values that are important to myself and as a business owner. But I'm also secretly kind of planting the seeds that if you work with us, these are the boundaries that I don't like to be crossed. I want open, honest communication. I want it to be a collaborative effort when you hire us as a social media management team, that you're hiring us for our skills, our expertise. We're not hired to be just someone that you email some content over and you're done with, right? Like we want to be a part of a collaborative process. So I like to outline that. Again, putting in your portfolio who you work with is super important. I think it's really great, especially if you haven't worked with those people before. It gives them a space on your portfolio to where they can see themselves there. It's like you include like testimonials of happy clients, happy customers. And it's like, it's super corny, super cheesy, but it's like, you're next. You know, it really lets people see them in that scenario and see that this work can be done for them. They can have that transformation, how you can solve their problem. So I like to also include, I include this not in its own section, but I include this in case studies. So for the reals client client case study that I mentioned earlier, that a real problem for her was that she was launching a program. And then afterwards she was launching a book and previous social media efforts and the previous like things that she was doing on her social media wasn't growing her brand. It wasn't growing her engagement. She just wasn't doing all the right things. And we know that, right? Like we, when we work with clients, usually they're doing it themselves. They're, you know, and they're just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what sticks. And a lot of times it just doesn't stick. So they're just doing that. Whereas like now that they've hired someone, they have that strategic approach. So that's where I like to weave in. How can you solve their problem in the case? study. So again, they can see themselves in that case study and they can say, wow, that could be what's possible for me. So I think that's really important to note, like in the portfolio, we're showcasing what's in it for them. So what they're getting out of it and what's possible for their business from hiring us. So your signature service is the next thing to put in your portfolio, like you mentioned yesterday. And please go back, rewatch that one. It's super, super impactful. So much information in such a short amount of time, but figuring out what services you offer, how you package them up, if you do any add-ons, if you do upgrades, and also just being clear on what you don't do. Because I really think, and what I have found to be so impactful is that when we niche down, it does not need to be who we niche down to and like who we're helping. It can be, it can be, but I know that can be hard. So I like to honor that. But it can also be niching down in what we do. I know All of us who are here, I don't even need to ask for for all of you to put in the chat. I already know like you guys have the skills. I know because I have it too. We have the skills to figure things out. Like we can figure out a lot of things when it comes to social media, to business, hence why you're on this challenge. You know, marketing, different things. That's in our skill set. That's what we know. Um, So including the services that we offer, and it's not including, oh, I don't do these services. It's not putting that, but it's just being really, really specific on what we actually do. 
like I said, case studies, super, super important to put those case studies in. Don't think for a second that any analytics or any data at all that you have, especially if, if you're just starting out, if you've only worked with one client, two clients, three clients, maybe you haven't worked with any clients and you only have your brand, your business accounts, that's your first client. Have those case studies and no win is a small win. Highlight those wins, especially in the day and age of organic social media constantly changing every morning that we wake up. There, any wins that you are getting is something that we want to showcase. Um, and it's all about not the actual wins. It's about how do we relate that win to our client that they can get that or a potential client that we work with, how they can get that. And then finally, like I highlighted on the template page, is next steps. Always, always, always have next steps. We don't want to just end the PDF at that. We don't want to just end the PDF with um, nothing additional that's kind of like, okay, have a nice day. Or we have a slide at the very end that only talks about... Um, you know, here's a link to our website, here's our email, here's our Instagram account, here's our Facebook, here's our TikTok, like, you know, here's our like mom's Facebook page, like, we don't need to link to every single thing, one button, one link on the last page to send people through to either get them to fill out the form to book a call with you to just book a call directly. However, you have that process set up. That's what we want. And when we talk about it later in the challenge about finding our dream clients, a big portion of that is, okay, we found them. What do we do? How do we get them to book that call with us? Our portfolio plays a part in that, but it's also in our messaging and what we share about getting people to take action. Sometimes we just have to get people to take action. We just have to push them along very nicely, very politely in that process. So the number one, and I've already said this, um, but I want to touch on the number one missing piece to any social media manager's portfolio and why it's leaving money on the table. And if you guys are already thinking like, you know what it is. Yep. I've said it like 5,000 times. You're probably tired of me saying it, but that's the point of the repetition It's showcasing your niche. And I just like to put niche notice. I didn't say ideal client. I didn't say specific service because when I truly think of the way that I define niche and what I have found works in my business, what I have found works in all the businesses that are inside our collective mentorship that we work with on a weekly basis is a niche is either who you work with, how you work with them, or both. So it doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to be, you know, just it's who you work with. If you don't want to get specific with who that is, okay. How do you work with people? How do you work with brands? How do you work with clients? What do you do? What do you offer? What's niche about that offer? Um, and then again, perfect. If you have an idea of both, you can do that. We either want one or the other or both. We don't want none because when we're way too general and we're just way too general that we're a social media manager, we can do everything under the sun. Oh, wait, we can design your website. We can do paid ads. We can do graphic design. We can do all of the things. And 
We do it for anyone. We do it for everyone. No one is going to hear that message come through, even though you think, okay, it's very general. It's very open. It's very vague. It's too vague. No one knows if you're specifically talking to them. Think about like we walk out onto a crowded street and we just start yelling all of the things that we can do and that we can help everyone and all of that. No one's going to look. They're just going to keep walking. But if we walk out on the street, it's a crowded people and we're like, you know, we're like, hey, I offer organic social media marketing and my specialty is short form videos. And I'm looking to work with um, work with restaurants and coffee shops or, you know, again, something specific. I haven't had lunch yet. So I think food's on the top of my mind is that, okay, all the business owners who own restaurants or own coffee shops are like, wait, you can help me like you can do that. That's what I need. So it's when we're talking super specific to those people, um, we can really, really talk to them specifically. So again, when it comes to the niche, pick one, the other, or pick both. Um, I'm going to keep drilling it in. We're going to keep going through that every day in the challenge because it is super, super helpful. Now, the one thing that I like to mention, and I am going to talk about this on a later, um, a later day in the challenge, is that when we do niche down, either the who or the what, like what we do for them, we're not limited. If someone else comes to us, like for example, um, our niche is female service-based entrepreneurs who are impact-driven. We have people who reach out to us who are usually local, but they're product-based businesses. And I don't know if anyone has ever said to me up front, like, hey, I see on your website that you only work with service-based. I guess you can't help me. Uh, No, they reach out and they're like, hey, I impact driven more recently we had a um a doctor who created a product line reach out and she's like hey i created this product line for this specific patient it's very impact driven it's very like close to my heart i have a mission for this i see a big picture for this like what can we do for our our organic marketing strategy so it never is going to turn people away it's going to have people start looking at you because they're going to see like oh that's the social media manager for them then they start to see the work that you do in your portfolio. When you share that on your website, when you share like your work on social media, that's when they start to like hire you. Cause they're like, Oh wow. Like they know their stuff. They're really, really good. So just something, something to keep in mind. Um, so I think this is on the workbook as well, but it's a really, really simple way to sum up what we do. I know a lot of times, and I think we talked about this on day one of the challenge It's like, how do we sum up what we do? How can we explain it to someone who does not know social media or does not know what we do or why we're even doing this, like why we're taking the leap into entrepreneurship and doing it? So phrase it as I or we, depending on if you are a solopreneur, if you're not, and also think about the vision. When I am creating the statement or working with people to create the statement, Think about the vision of your business. Do you see yourself hiring a team? Do you see yourself scaling to an agency? That can always embody adding in that we because you are the brand. You're building the brand of your business. So just something to keep in mind. Ideal client. Again, it can be generic. It can be entrepreneurs. It can be coffee shop owners in the small town of XYZ. Um, But with, you know, what they're dealing with. So it could be getting visible on social media, standing out in a saturated market on TikTok, um, 
you know, different things that we are helping the business owner do that they're like, man, I can't seem to get this done. I can't do it myself. My competitors seem to be doing it great, right? Like all of our competitors always seem like they have their life together. Even our clients will think that same thing. They don't. We make everything, everyone makes everything look good on social media, but that's what they think. So pulling in that pain point or that struggle there so they can achieve. So what they can get, what their desired outcome is, it could be to further their mission, further their impact, work with more people, get more people in the seats of their restaurant every single night, Um, get more people to buy their product, to try their product. Um, If it's something that's like new and unknown and like a new market, Um, it just really, really depends. So this is just a really, really good way to sum up what we do and like who we do it for, but more importantly, why we do it for those people. So it can be very general. It can be open. And this is a great thing to include in that about page on your portfolio. So it's really clean, really simple. This also makes a really great header on your website if you have a website um, to promote your social media management services. So before we dive into Q&A, and then a second, I'm going to drop in um links to the access page, the workbook, and all of that, um, and kind of share some more housekeeping things before we wrap up for the day and prep for day four and day five. But before we do, I want to introduce you all, if you haven't heard about our Social Savvy Collective Mentorship, it's where we have a portal of skills, strategies, tools, all of our trainings live in there to help you build a booked out business on your own terms. Now, I know that's the most cheesy statement to say, but if you heard me say this on day one, and I think I'm living proof of it, I think other members are as well, is that there's no right way to build a business. I truly believe this about social media strategies when it comes to working with clients. There's a handful of strategies that I can recommend and that I can build for them, but there's no one right way because we all have different things that we want in our business. There's all different things that we are looking to build and to accomplish. So our collective mentorship, I know you're thinking that's a fancy name. <laughs> what does that mean? We actually rebranded from membership to mentorship. It is a membership, not to be confusing, but it's a mentorship of our community. We truly believe in building a community of other social media managers to build our businesses on, to get feedback, to do different things. Um, We started it in October of last year, so it's been around for a while, Um, and we've had a lot of iterations of just making things better. But a few of my favorite things that I love to point out that we have inside of it is we now have weekly 60-minute coaching calls with myself. With anyone who can show up live, we alter them on times because I'm in Easter time zone. I know not everyone else is. So we change up the times. We do the weekly 60-minute calls to answer any questions. We have the Facebook community where we can provide support, give accountability. We have accountability partners that we're introducing next week where we're looking to pair up social media managers and business owners who have similar business models. Instagram manager, meet Instagram manager. Community manager, meet community manager. Pinterest manager, meet Pinterest manager. You guys get the idea there. But to really help propel business forward, not only with like my help and my eyes on your business as much as you want it in those weekly calls um, and by using our Facebook community, but also leaning on everyone else for the community. So like I said, 
even though we call it a mentorship, it's a membership. So it's normally $57 a month. If you're part of the challenge, you can access it for $20 a month. And that will be through this Sunday, March 5th, I believe is the date. You guys will get emails for that. We have that on the all access page. Um, and we update content every month on the first to basically put in any templates, resources, anything that our community asks us for. Myself, our amazing, amazing community manager, Harmony, we are constantly working and how to make this better. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Managed. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.